Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You're listening to Revolver Podcasts. Good afternoon. A San Antonio district judge resigns after a federal corruption probe. State District Judge Angus McGinty is at the center of an investigation today involving the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin, and it cost him his freedom, his livelihood, his bench, and law license. Since pleading guilty, he's refused to talk about the details of his criminal case. Until now. I did it because I was foolish. And that one little mistake that I made, that I never really intended to make, but I did, cost me everything. Everything. But this is not just the story of a single judge taking a one-time bribe. You see, during the FBI's corruption investigation back in 2014, agents recorded attorney Al Acevedo on his cell phone, boasting he was bribing several state judges. Only McGinty was charged and prosecuted. That's because the FBI's undercover operation was compromised when word of the investigation was leaked to the very judges who it was targeting. The names of other judges and bribes they allegedly took have been kept sealed in secret FBI and court files, with many of those judges still on the bench. But I've obtained those secret files, and the truth of the courthouse corruption scandal, and exactly who was involved, will finally be revealed. I'm investigative reporter Brian Collister, and this is How to Bribe a Judge, the podcast. In this episode, Sam Katz is no longer a sitting judge. But when he was on the bench in Bear County, Texas, he was on the take, according to FBI wiretaps. But first you'll hear from former Judge Angus McGinty as he responds to what Texas Court of Criminal Appeals Judge Burt Richardson said on our previous episode. It's about the reference in the FBI files that Richardson allegedly took a bribe in a case and in exchange lowered a bond for a violent criminal, a claim Richardson strongly denied. Shame on him. Well, shame on you. And what do you have to say? He basically says that there was absolutely nothing wrong in that case. Well, he can certainly have his opinion and I'll have mine. Um, he was a judge a lot longer than I was, and he ran his court the way he wanted to run it, and I ran mine the way I wanted to run it. 
my opinion stays the same, that that, that bond for those uh, facts, uh, for someone with that uh, criminal history, that is excessively low. But you know what? It's not mine to defend. It's Birch to defend. So, But it still stands out to you as uh, abnormal, in your opinion. Sure it does. Anyone who, who says differently is, is, in my opinion, incorrect. Because that's what you ask me. Is that, does that bond seem excessively low? In my opinion to you was, yes, it does. You could probably show me another case, and I'll give you an opinion about that one. So, As you listen to the, the other parts of uh, Judge Burt Richardson's response um, to, to his reference in the FBI files, what, uh, what opinion do you have of his response? Um, well, you had asked him, did Alan Brown come and talk to you about the FBI investigation into the courthouse? And what I heard is he pivoted to something else. So uh, I would urge you to go back and <laughs> ask him again. Um, well, he said he couldn't recall. Yeah, I suppose he did. Um, well, that is something for him to answer for. I recall what Alan Brown told me, and that was that he did warn him. So I'll stick with that. During the course of the investigation, uh, you know, Angus, that Albert Acevedo um, was quoted as saying, and this is about you, this guy does more shit for me. He's as good as Sam Katz, judge in Bear County, another state district judge, ever was. This guy does more shit for me. He is as good as Sam Katz ever was. Tell me about Sam Katz. You worked with him. Uh, he had one term, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the 186th. Um, and uh, um, What kind of judge was he? My own personal opinion? Sure. Um, I think he tried his best. Um, I, I personally think maybe the job was a little bit too much for him. Uh, it's not for everybody making those kind of decisions. And um, my opinion was the times that I was in front of him um, that he appeared to be uncomfortable. And I can say that about a lot of judges I've been in front of. So the documentation um, that deals with the, the uh, it calls it a re car repair scheme that Acevedo and Mike Otten, the repair uh the mechanic, uh, were operating for these favors through, through the courts. Um, in one of these documents, it says that on November 21st of 2001, Otten was charged in Barrick County District Court with theft of property between $1,500 and $20,000. The case was assigned to Judge Sam Katz, who denied bond for Otten due to his lengthy criminal history. Otten's father hired Alberto Acevedo. Acevedo advocated for a bond, and Otten was released the following day. Okay. Goes on to say, Acevedo told Otten that Judge Katz did him a favor by releasing him on bond and that Otten, a mechanic, would have to repay the favor by doing car repairs for Judge Katz. From January through April of 2002, Otten fixed Judge Katz's two BMWs and a Volkswagen Bug for free. According to Otten, Judge Katz and Acevedo would frequently stop by his repair shop. Otten also claims that while his case was pending, Acevedo directed Otten to deliver envelopes of cash to Judge Katz's residence. Otten said that he did this between 10 to 15 times, 
and that Acevedo told him to personally put 1500 in cash in an envelope and deliver it to Judge Katz. Otten must have freely discussed the car repair scheme as one of his sons took the initiative to call the press. In June 2002, a reporter from a local TV station questioned Judge Katz about this arrangement. Judge Katz denied knowing Otten was a defendant in his court and then recused himself from the case. After the case was reassigned, Otten pleaded guilty. So free car repairs and envelopes of cash. Goodness. That's all you have to say. It's goodness. That's a um, lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it kind of leaves one speechless. Well, the FBI affidavit that, that was submitted um, goes a little further um, into it. This is an FBI affidavit? This is an FBI affidavit okay. in support of the application for the wiretaps. So in August of 2013, the FBI is asking to be able to wiretap Acevedo and okay. and you. I see. Uh, Otten performed free auto repairs to two BMWs belonging to Judge Katz and performed a free and almost total restoration of a yellow Volkswagen bug belonging to Katz. Attorney Acevedo contacted Otten and asked him to deliver an envelope to Judge Katz at the judge's residence. When Otten looked in the envelope, he saw that it contained approximately $1,000 in cash. And again, we have to remind people that Otten was murdered uh, in a dispute over a debt with a neighbor um, before your case or any other case could come to court. Uh, But he was a confidential human source for the FBI, and therefore they have all of this documentation uh, that was generated by him while he was undercover. Otten was able to provide the location of the residence where he delivered the envelope to Judge Katz, and I, this is the FBI agent, have verified that it is, in fact, the residence of Judge Katz. Attorney Acevedo then said, this guy is good. Otten responded, better than Sam. Acevedo replied, yep. And then Otten then asked, is he cheaper? Attorney Acevedo replied, yep. And this is referring to you. As stated above, I assess, this is the agent, I assess Attorney Acevedo's comments to Otten to mean that Attorney Acevedo successfully bribed Judge Katz with cash payments when Judge Katz was on the bench. That's verbatim from the FBI agent. Then it goes on to say as a footnote. And that's from his... That's from his... uh, From the affidavit in support of the application for the wiretaps. And he got that from his informant. Yes. Okay. Uh, We'll have to talk about the informant sometime. Yeah, we will definitely talk about him. Um, Sam Katz is a retired judge in San Antonio, Texas, and currently working, although he's not now, as an assistant district attorney. This is back in 2013 uh, in Comal County. In light of Attorney Acevedo's comments to Otten, I assess the Attorney Acevedo successfully bribed Judge Katz with the cash payments in exchange for favorable rulings and dispositions in cases. So... In this scenario, what they're basically saying is that Judge Katz also would go to Acevedo for car-related repairs, car hookup on cars, and also envelopes of cash. And that's apparently what it says. That's uh, the extent of that involvement was uh, incredible. I tried to reach Sam Katz, even calling his cell phone, but no response from him. Now, when we return... More judges are implicated in the documents 
this time by an attorney who had access to even more of the FBI's files. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. So in the documents is a summary that was created by an attorney who had access to looking at more of the government's documents, not just what was in your file specifically. And in that summary, it says, uh, Albert Acevedo interviewed at the U.S. Attorney's Office in San Antonio. Investigators interested in McGinty, but Acevedo volunteers information about bribery to Judge Sam Katz. And then it goes on to list Judge Sid Harrell and Assistant District Attorney Miguel Nahera. And Acevedo was asked to place a recorded call to Judge Katz while present in the U.S. Attorney's Office. So Judge Katz was clearly, at least at some point, uh, wow. a focal point of, of the FBI's investigation. Yeah, apparently it was. But as we talked about earlier, he had been given a warning. So based on what you have disclosed to me, the FBI had a whole bunch of information about Sam Katz and his uh, allegedly corrupt involvement with Al Acevedo. Numerous um, corruptive acts, if you can call them that. And so then they had, then they got wiretaps. Then after the wiretaps, Sam Katz was warned. And they got nothing else after that. That's basically what you've shown me. Correct. Okay. What I thought. So the government documents go on to detail other uh, judges, and we're going to go into those names uh, at this point. Um, And some of them are very uh, high-ranking judges still on the bench. Um, All right. Now, you you have seen a good bit of this by looking at your own file. You you are aware that other judges— were named by Acevedo. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Uh, This is from one of the government documents. Acevedo intimated he could approach McGinty with such requests that would be a vacate, a scheduled court setting, um, that he could approach you, as well as Judge Ron Ranhell of the 379th Criminal District Court of Bear County and possibly Judge Sidney Harrell of the 226th Criminal District Court of Bear County. Now, Ron Renhell is currently the presiding judge uh, in the district courts here in Bear County today. Um, and Judge Sid Harrell has moved up the food chain. He's <laughs> appointed by the governor to oversee all the judges 
in the Western District of Texas, all of the state judges. I think he's, uh, he's been appointed um, the administrative judge for this region. I think it's what its official title is. But Acevedo basically was picked up saying and, and has told FBI agents that he had influence in their courts. Um, now, some of the documentation that I got include uh, emails. Oh, okay. Uh, some of your emails. Okay. And in one of them, you wrote, I did not know that Sid was mentioned on the wiretaps, meaning Sid Harrell, by Acevedo when he discussed buying Sid's mother's car and having to give Sid an extra check just for him. What, is, what was that about, about this purchase of a car? I remember uh, reading that Acevedo had said that he had to give full value of, of uh, the car he was buying uh, from uh, Sid's mother, I think it was, and then had to give a check on top of that uh, because, the, because Sid wanted it, I remember is what Acevedo said. So he paid more than the, the blue book value of the car, and he padded it to give Sid Harrell 3000 extra dollars. Right, and so the, the, the intimation is that it's, uh, it's a corruptive transaction is the way I read it. Um, and that was in the documentation that you saw out of other portions of the, the file from the investigation that, that you were able to look at. Yes, and it, it went into what my uh, appeal was, which is why there was a, um, a conflict with my attorneys having uh, influence with other judges. And specifically, I think you mentioned it before, um, Sid Hall was the clerk at one time for Alan Brown, who's a, an older gentleman, and um, had known him for decades. You said in this email, I believe that Sid Harrell, Judge Harrell, under oath would admit that Alan and Jay looked out for him, and per the, his request, so would Michael Ugarte and Judge Raymond Angelini. Both were mentioned in Acevedo's wiretaps and the 302s from the FBI of receiving cash for gifts cash and gifts for rulings. Coming up next, more of what former Judge Angus McGinty saw when he looked over the FBI files from his case. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. So you found out quite a lot about other judges during the course of looking at your own case. Yeah, in furtherance of my appeal, I did. The government turned over, sealed, not to be released, but we have them now, um, <laughs> a good bit of the documentation anyway. Um, and some of it points to other judges, and you were 
what was your reaction when you just saw all these judges' names and all these other transactions and corrupt influence? And well, um, I had uh, and I had noted it down uh, in an email that I had sent my attorney, which you gave me a copy of. I have it right here. Yeah, and uh, and I uh, noted uh, to him that uh, there was a sale of a car. Yeah. Between Acevedo and Judge Sid Harrell. Tell me about that and why that was in the, I guess, the FBI documents that you yeah, well, I, look at. Yeah, I remember looking through all the FBI documents and, and seeing that uh, uh, Acevedo had admitted to giving Sid uh, full value of a car he was buying from him and then gave him $3,000 on top of it. And whoever Acevedo was talking with at the time said something like, why, why did you do that? And I remember Acevedo said something to the effect of, because he wanted it. So I mentioned that to my attorney as uh, um, that there were others that were being investigated for good reason and that uh, supported my argument that my attorneys had a conflict trying to protect other people. You said in the email that that Acevedo gave Sid Harrell a $3,000 bribe. You're referring to the $3,000 on top of the sale of the, of yeah. the vehicle, meaning the value of the vehicle. There was three grand on top of that. That's what I. That's the word that I use because uh, when I listened to what Acevedo said, it was apparently it was apparent that he did not want to give three thousand more than the value of the car was worth, but that he he felt he had to because said Hall wanted it. That's my interpretation of what I saw. You also, and read from Acevedo. You also wrote in the email that um, I believe that Sid Harl under oath would admit that Alan and Jay, your attorneys, looked out for him as per his request. So would Judge Michael Ugarte and Judge Raymond Angelini, other judges named in, in the course of these FBI records. Both were mentioned, you write, both were mentioned in Acevedo's wiretaps and the FBI 302s of receiving cash and gifts for rulings. So you read I did that. I did. And what did you what did you see? I I saw that that there needed to be more of an investigation and why wasn't there? And you saw specifically that there were cash and gifts to these particular judges mentioned in the FBI documents. Were they wiretaps or were they the the debriefing uh that they did with Acevedo? Do you recall? I know it's been a long time. To tell you the truth, Brian, I don't recall. But I, you I, memorialized I it in this email in twenty seventeen. I did. I memorialized to, it to an email. To your lawyer, your pellet lawyer. lawyer. Um, and I cursey copied a friend of mine. So, <laughs> so much for attorney-client privilege. <laughs> oh, well, I, and I have a copy of it, and, and uh, that's what you said in 2017 to your attorney. Um, there is another document that you did not write. Um, it was called the Pre-Sentence Investigation Report. Okay. Explain what a pre-sentence investigation report is. Um, in all criminal cases, whether they're state or federal, um, after someone has entered a plea, either of guilty or of nolo contendere, the judge resets the case for sentencing to give um, the, um, in the state courthouse, to give the uh, probation office or the pre-sentence investigation office in the federal system uh, time to do uh, uh, an, investiga- an investigation and a report as to the defendant's um, background, his criminal background, his socioeconomic status, the jobs he's held, the people that he knows, um, his family, uh, so that the whoever's uh, sentencing him, be it a federal judge or a state judge, has a clear uh, picture of 
what the offense is, what exactly um, the person's background is so that they can make a, a more uh, appropriate sentence. So in your pre-sentence investigation report uh, in 2015, um, the author of the report says that on September 17th, 2013, Acevedo, and again mentioned is the bail bondsman Albert Sines, Acevedo and Sines telephonically discussed bribe payments to Bear County State District Judge Sidney Harrell of the 266th Criminal District Court of Bear County in the form of campaign contributions in exchange for favorable treatment regarding bond forfeitures, including delaying bond forfeiture proceedings so Signs and or Acevedo would not have to pay outstanding bail amounts. Signs even suggested that they take Harrell to lunch, which Acevedo rebuffed, saying, quote, we can't, man. We got to be careful with that. Because, as Acevedo later stated, quote, not when we got a case pending before him. So they're talking about wanting to bribe Judge Sid Harrell with campaign contributions. It goes on to say that Acevedo was hesitant to be blatant regarding his bribery activities. Despite that, he pledged $5,000 for Judge Harrell's reelection campaign. So uh, you, you use the phrase bribery by campaign contribution, which is a contradiction in terms. I mean, if someone's giving a campaign contribution, um, which is allowed under Texas law, there's nothing illegal about it. You can even make a campaign contribution uh, to a, um, a judge and the next day appear in his court on a case. And having never mentioned that you gave him a campaign contribution, and he never mentions it, he or she never mentions it, uh, then it is not illegal. But if you give him $10 and wink, wink, I want you to take care of me tomorrow in my hearing, and he, and he, and he does and tells you, okay, thanks for the 10 bucks, then that's illegal. Coming up in our next episode, he's the most respected judge in Bear County now appointed by the governor to preside over all judges in San Antonio and surrounding courts. More on Judge Sid Harrell, who is repeatedly mentioned as being at the center of the bribery scandal. That's next time on How to Bribe a Judge, the podcast. I'm investigative reporter Brian Collister. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.